0: Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. Today, as we conclude our series on eternal rewards, as we've talked about the different kinds of crowns that we will receive and the reasons for their being received, then we might want to ask the questions, Why crowns? To which I would say, because... He has made us kings and priests. But why? Because the Bible also says that to those who are faithful in the little, he will make ruler over much. It says to those who were faithful with what they had been given, he would make them rulers over cities. In Luke chapter 19, verse 11, we read this. And as they heard these things, he added, and spoke a parable, because he was nigh to Jerusalem, and because that they thought that the kingdom of God should immediately appear. He said, therefore, a certain nobleman went into a far city to receive for himself a kingdom, and to return. And he called his ten servants, and delivered them ten pounds, and said unto them, Occupy till I come." This, my friend, is our commission. But his citizens hated him and sent a message after him, saying, We will not have this man to reign over us. Of course, this is a parable which puts Jesus in the place of this nobleman. And it came to pass that when he was returned, he received the kingdom, and he commanded these servants to be called unto him, to whom he had given the money, that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. Then came the first, saying, Lord, thy pound hath gained ten pounds. And he said unto him, Well, thy good servant, because thou hast been faithful in a very little, have thou authority over ten cities." Do you see what he is saying? He is using this as a parallel of the reward that will be given at the return of Jesus. The great white throne judgment. When we receive our rewards, our crowns, our eternal purposes. And the second came, saying, Lord, thy pound, the money he gave them, has gained five pounds. And he said likewise to him, Be thou also over five cities. And another came and said, Lord, behold, here is thy pound, which I have kept, laid up in a napkin. For I feared thee, because thou art a stern man. Thou takest up that thou layest not down, and thou reapest what thou did not sow. And he saith unto him, Out of your own mouth will I judge thee, you wicked servant. You knew that I was a stern man, taking up that which I did not lay down, and reaping where I did not sow. Why didn't you then give my money to the bank, that at my coming I might have required mine own back with usury? And he saith unto them that stood by, Take from him the pound which I have given him, and give it to him that has ten pounds. And they say unto him, Lord, he hath ten pounds. For I say unto you, that unto everyone that hath it shall be given, and from them that hath not, even that which he hath shall be taken away from him. But those that are mine enemies, which would not that I should reign over them, bring hither and slay them before me. In this we see a very clear picture of the great white throne judgment when Jesus comes to give those rewards. He saying those that were faithful in the little that they were given, they will be trusted with more, even rule over many Cities, Rather this be spiritual in New Jerusalem or something physical in the world to come. We do not fully understand that, but we do know that he says that we will become something like the angels so that we will have jobs and authorities and positions in further works of creation that are not for our current understanding but that this life that we are in now it's like a job interview for the position that we will be given in eternity and he says those who just have a little it's going to be taken from them because they weren't faithful with it they did nothing with what they were given and it's going to be given to those who have more so in this we see that they were still servants they made it into the kingdom but they weren't trusted with much authority in it So, my friend, run hard for the rewards of the Lord. Yet those, he said, who would not allow him to rule over them, they were cast into damnation. Those are the sinners that forsake him. So what exactly are these cities that are being spoken of in this parable? Are they completely metaphorical? In Revelations chapter 20, verse 4, we do read this. It says, And I saw thrones... And they that sat upon them and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God. This will happen through times of tribulation and persecution and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received the mark of the beast in their forehead or in their hands. They were willing to maintain their faith and obedience to Jesus, even against persecution unto death. This is what he's talking about in the last days. It says that they were resurrected and that they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. But the rest of the dead, they lived not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first Resurrection on such the second death hath no part, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him for a thousand years. But even after that thousand years, there is something coming because God is not a stagnant God. He is a God of creation and there is purpose in what he's training us up for. We will rule and reign and judge over more than we could ever hope to imagine. The Bible says that it has not entered into the hearts of men the things that are in store for them that love him. Even the angels that fell shall be judged by the saints of God. We have purpose and position. That is beyond our comprehension. In First Corinthians 6, chapter 2, it says, Do ye not know that the saints shall judge the world? My friends, you're going to be given rule over cities depending on your ability to follow orders and show forth the character of the Father he is testing us. This life is a job interview, the only one that really matters. Take it seriously. Run to win the race. Commit to believe the teachings of Jesus that there is so much more coming than what we perceive. He says, Do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world shall be judged by you, are ye unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Know ye not that you shall even judge over angels? How much more then the things that pertaineth to this life? Jesus was the first fruits of the resurrection, our example and testament. Do you see that there is a reason that we are trying to obtain crowns? That we are trying to learn these lessons and receive the achievements? That we are learning to lead with the character of God by the example of Jesus? My friend, this world does not contain our true purpose, but only our preparation for it, Jesus was the first fruits of the resurrection, and our example and testament, he came for this purpose to give us faith for what is coming, that we would stop living for the here and now and trying to build our kingdoms down here in the temporary, when our real destiny is in eternity in hebrews chapter 2 verse 5 it says for unto the angels hath he not put in subjection the world that is to come the world that is coming he did not put it in subjection to the angels Wherefore we speak, yet listen, but one in a certain place testifieth, saying, What is man, that thou art mindful of him, or the son of man, that thou visitest him, that thou madest him a little lower than the angels, and crownest him with glory and honor, and did set him over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that he put all in subjection under him. He left nothing that is not put under him. But yet now we do not see things as being in subjection under him, meaning under man. But we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels, only for the purpose of the suffering of death, who now is crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. You see, what he is saying is that Jesus came to be our example, the first one to be resurrected so that we could have faith for it also. He was crowned with glory, and in like manner, so will we. We will not be him, but we still have purposes. We are kings and priests in the kingdom, and we will rule and reign with him. If we obey him, if we trust what he had to say, if we believe, if we pursue, if we maintain the faith and press through, to our graduation day, the day we receive our rewards, our crowns, our placement, our kingship. It says that the world to come was not made to be subject unto angels, but to you and to me, under Jesus. This is why we get crowns. This is why we're being tested. In Revelation's chapter 3 verse 21 it says to him that overcometh i will grant to sit with me in my throne even as i also overcame and am sat down with my father in his throne he that hath an ear let him hear what the holy spirit is saying unto the churches this is why paul said to timothy in second timothy chapter 2 verse 10 therefore i am willing to endure all things for the elect's sake that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. It is a faithful saying, for if we be dead in him, we shall also live with him. If we suffer, we shall reign with him. Yet if we deny him, he also will deny us. This is speaking of that judgment where we receive our rewards and our crowns and our authority, and we reign with him over these cities that are speaking of, whether they be physical or metaphorical or spiritual, it matters not. He has a purpose for us. But if we deny him, if we do not walk in obedience, he will deny us, and we will be cast into outer darkness and miss our purpose. My friend, it is true that as true Christians, we are often rejected in the cities of men, but we keep praising as we pick up our cross and follow after him, believing for better things in the resurrection, a city to come that will not reject him or us, but will welcome us in with reward, with robes of righteousness and purpose. And it is this that Jesus came to demonstrate, to give us faith for the resurrection and the reward and the things that are coming. And it is also by this that we are saved by faith in it, in what he said and what he did, that we might continue to live by faith until he comes again, because without faith it is impossible to please him. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35, it says, cast not away therefore your confidence, which hath great recompense for the reward for ye have need of patience that after ye have done the will of God, you might receive the promise for yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, if any man backslide, if any man cease to follow and abide... If you stop walking in faith and obeying what he had to say because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word, you've got to seek him to see what he's saying. You've got to keep reading and believing the red-lettered words of Jesus. You've got to keep pressing on to the mark of the high calling. You've got to endure till the end. He said, if you draw back from it, my soul will have no pleasure in him that does this. But Paul said, we are not of them that draw back unto perdition, but we choose to be of them that continue believing to the saving of our souls. My friend, do what Jesus said, count the costs. It is in your best interest to pick up your cross and follow after Jesus because he takes no pleasure in those who turn back from following the leading of his voice and try to do things their own way. It says that once we have done the will of God, we will receive the reward and not before. In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 12, it says, Wherefore, Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered outside the gate. Let us also go forth, therefore, unto him outside of the camp, bearing his reproach. For here have we no continuing city, but we seek the one that is to come. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifices of praise to God continually, that is, the fruits of our lips giving thanks to his name but to do good and to communicate forget not for with such sacrifices god is well pleased so o oh lord have mercy that we get so easily distracted by simple earthly things that we get so tempted by pride and ambition and materialism and all of the temporary of this kingdom O Lord, we thank you that today you refocus us and you set our eyes on things eternal, on the prize that moth and rust cannot destroy. Neither will thieves be able to steal. O Jesus, there is purpose in what you have for us, and we don't want to miss it. We want to have those crowns to lay down at your feet as the 4 and 20 elders do. Lord, we want to be faithful to you. We want to have everything in our hands that we can obtain, not for our own glory, Lord, but the truth of the matter is, is that ultimately you are the greatest reward. And if we can please you, if we can lay those crowns down at your feet, if we can do the job that you have created us to do more perfectly, then that is the greatest reward for me. So help me, and help me remember daily that the only way to achieve it is to stay at the feet of Jesus. Thank you for listening to Heart of Worship Church podcast.